In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I'm joined, as usual, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm not good. I already told you this. I, I blew out my knee today. Right there in the court. Blew it out. Blew it out. It was a very exciting court case. <laughs> I was carrying a desk. <laughs> <laughs> That's what was happening. Uh, also joined, uh, finally, he decided to clear his edumacation schedule to help us out, our RCMP from up north, JLB. If I do fail, though, I am entirely blaming this entire podcast on it. I shouldn't. Um, but ultimately, yes, I'm here. I felt I've been very productive today with all my edumacation. And uh, yeah, let's let's get her done. I'm... Uh, I, uh, I am terribly sorry I missed the other one, but it was for a good cause. Knowledge is power, and sometimes knowledge takes over. But uh, I'm doing good, guys. I can't complain. I'm telling you right now, you can't say the phrase, get her done to two Nebraskans. You just can't. It's against the law. Can't. Can't do that. It's can't do that. Nope. Yeah, but I'm a rebel without a cause. And uh, so I'll Look. just keep doing it. Johnny or, Depp was a rebel without a cause. This is true. My bad. Sorry, You're Johnny. Not Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was not a rebel without a cause. <laughs> Didn't he play rebel without a cause? <laughs> no, you're thinking James Dean. <laughs> who they look so much alike. Who Beautiful, attractive men. Who James Dean, who um, <laughs> would be really, really old right now had he not died uh, wrecking his poor spider. Well, he probably would have died from something else. Yeah, true. I mean, I mean, he wouldn't be really, really old. Had he not died, he uh, yes, he'd be really, really old right now. He, but had Elvis was, not died, he'd be really, really old right now. Yeah, he 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 did not have the uh, knowledge that all you have to do is Melvin death and then challenge him to um, some games to escape. Well, there we go. Anyway. Holy shit, this is going to go <laughs> off the rails. I can already tell. Um, I'd like to remind everyone, Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network, so make sure to check out the other shows on the network. Just head on over to tatnusco.com, click the network banner, and you'll be able to see all the shows there, some great shows there. Uh, but then come back uh, here to listen to our next episode. If you are new to this particular segment of our shows, the premise is very simple. We're going to take turns challenging the others to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We don't discuss them in advance, so our answers are made up on the spot. Um, I'd like to remind everyone to make sure to like, share, and subscribe before we get into this so that uh, you get notified when we post the new episodes uh, right away. That's the best way to support us. The sharing is the cheapest way to support us because all you do is click share and type a little 140 characters or less and press send. Um, great way for us to grow. You can also head over to patreon.com slash raw and order there. Support us there or head to our merch store at shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU. We also have a merch store beach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're on the beach, you can go to the merch store if you want. The merch store. It's popping there. 
That's right. So, um, but we'll go ahead and get into the fantasy booking. And I'll throw out the invitation to anyone who wants to go first. Yeah, no, I saw you. I kind of just thought of one. Okay. You want to go now? Yeah, that may be lame or maybe awesome. So I'm going to have, because we just talked about a particular co-host, Edumacation, and there's a professional wrestler who's wrestler, wrestler. I, I have an I have an action now. Wrestler. A professional wrestler. Wrestler, uh, who has a move called the Education. I kind of want you guys to rename wrestling moves um, to what you would call them. Uh, preferably not the Education. We can we can stick with Education for for Edge. So I'm renaming um, the package pile driver to the stupid pile driver. <laughs> Hold on. So um, pick. Uh, oh, we're gonna go with four just to make it simple. Pick four wrestlers um, and change their move. Change the name of their move from you know one winged angel to. Shoulder sit, flip de do drop. <laughs> well, stupid pile driver is one of them. I'm calling it. <laughs> okay, and why? You have to do the whys with ones like that. Because it's a fucking stupid pile driver. It looks so bad. I don't like pile drivers in general, but that's the dumbest of them all. It doesn't look like so it's got. That's Cesaro's pile driver, right? No, no, it's um, Penta's pile driver. Oh snap! Okay, yeah. where he picks him up and he. he their legs are all kind of packaged down into, you know, somersault position, and then it just kind of drops down to his button and whatever. It just looks dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. All of this while they're in his package. Yes. That's how I I feel your package against the back of my neck. That's why it's called the package pile driver. That happened tonight. (laughs) So you're saying Penta's package is stupid? Yeah. <laughs> I'm adding uh, that. That's why we call it a package pile driver <laughs> to the potential teacher. Uh, <laughs> there we go. This might end up being a better show than I expected moments ago. Okay. So I am going to. I'm going to try to take this. A little bit more serious for some of the other ones. I just, I just really hate the package pile driver. I think it's dumb. I'm, I'm not a fan of some other moves as well. Um, but the package pile driver, just every time I see someone do it, I'm like, it just looks stupid. It just looks dumb. It's dangerous, is what it looks like to me. But uh, like, like Cesaro's neuralizer. Um, pretty much any time. Almost any time you pick someone up into a move and then you have to just hold them there while you move your arms around into a different position, it looks dumb to me every time. Well, it looks inefficient. And and I don't care if it's... I mean, I'm a big fan of Trent, uh, but he has... Uh, and I can't even remember what he calls his finishing move right now. I'm blanking on it. Uh, but his finisher, it's, it's kind of a reverse pile driver he has them on their back and then sits down but <laughs> he when he does it he has them up kind of like he, he, he 
for an Alabama slam sort of a thing. And then he's got to shift his arms to the other side of their legs to get it down. And I just, I just really hate, hate it. It just looks dumb. Um, I just can't remember. So what you're renaming called. that one? No, I'm just rename cool looking ones. No, I'm, I'm just saying some of the ones that I think are stupid. Um, I'm not necessarily. You have this window right now, and you're exactly. like, exactly. <laughs> I have a window to vent. A couple weeks ago, I challenged you guys to ban moves, uh, and that was one of the times to, to vent about stupid moves. And then this is another one. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. He calls it the crunchy. It's a back-to-belly pile driver, and it looks dumb. Just I think Trent should name whatever move he does the Beretta 9. Um, it's, it's a gun. Yeah. And, and plays off on the fact that he's no longer Trent Beretta because he can't be Trent Beretta, but his move could be the Beretta 9. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they're going to let him do that. But. Now, in fairness, I really think he should come up with a new move that um, this is not related to your challenge. I'm just throwing this out here. That is 100% in honor of his mom, Sue, because she is just an absolute delight every time they have her on AEW Dynamite. And uh, that street fight last week was phenomenal. Um, And she was a highlight there. And then she was on Being the Elite this week and was absolutely hilarious there. So, Um, But I don't know what you could do to... Oh, I think you. I think the perfect move for that is to steal one from a particular villain and spread the fingers or do something to somebody's hand or maybe even steal it from a viper and stomp on their hand and call it the minivan slam. Like you got your hand slammed in the minivan door. Mm, I like that. Yeah, that, that could work. But um. But Smarks thinks that's stupid, so he's just gonna no. move on. No, I'm just, I'm I'm not commenting on it because I don't have an opinion on it. I'm just uh, I'm trying to get back to the original challenge. <laughs> okay. My my brain went on my tangent, but I'm trying to get back. Um, I think I would come up with a new name for the Styles Clash because I think that's a yeah. dumb name. This has nothing to do with the move itself. I do have problems with the move because, like I've said before, I don't think it looks like it's got any impact. But people love it. Um, I I think the fact that the wrestling fan is so educated these days helps with that because people know how dangerous it is and he's never hurt somebody doing it. It it is another example of that move that requires the person putting it off to do this weird manipulating of arms and stuff to make it work. Um, But but I my bigger problem is just the name Styles Clash. Um, I, it just doesn't have a, a ring to it, and I'm just trying to think of what would be a better name for it. Um, probably something with phenomenal in it. So he's got the phenomenal forearm. The phenomenal pancake. I was thinking phenomenal <laughs> slam. Phenomenal flop. There it is. <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> flop. Phenomenal flop, I guess. And this is going south. <laughs> <laughs> it started off going uphill. But the hill came to a crescent really fast. Now we're going down. Um, yeah, phenomenal flop. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> better. Than I like it. It just not doesn't sound intimidating. Clash still sounds. <laughs> I don't think Styles yeah. Clash sounds intimidating. Because here's the deal. What is a clash? When your face hits the uh, ring mat, that's a clash. Your face is clashing into the ring mat. Cla- clash oh, just means some sort of collision. But usually, 
usually clash is used like for a verbal clash, not a physical thing, right? Um, right. And so I I think my biggest problem though is not actually the clash, it's the it's the styles part. You don't know too <laughs> many too many wrestlers who have their name in their finisher, right? The Undertaker Tombstone Pile Driver thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, you had the Crippler Crossface, but that's kind of not really because that's that's his nickname. Yeah, you know, um, it's his moniker, but it's not his name. The Stinger Splash is kind of it, but it still was er modified. You know, um, but it's, it's like they don't call it the the Flare Figure Four. Or the Flare Gear 4. I think I might like <laughs> the Flare Gear 4. That's, yeah, not the Flare Gear 4. That you can keep on your own. <laughs> so, but I think that's the part I don't like the most about it. Is, is And that's why I, I'm trying to figure out if you put put the phenomenal part into it. Phenomenal pain. Mm. The phenomenal yeah. finish. I like that. I do like phenomenal finish a lot. I mean, here's the deal. Is it's it's no different than the skull-crushing finale. You know what I mean? Wow. Wow. No, it's, it's, it's different, though. I mean, in retrospect, yes, it does the same injury. To the no, I'm talking name, naming-wise. The move itself is weird, but mm-hmm. the naming of the you know, skull-crushing finale just means the final move. The finale of the thing. Crushing end. Yes. And so the phenomenal finish is just the phenomenal ends to the match. I also think that in reality, he should use the phenomenal forearm as his finisher, but that's besides. But okay, so that's two. I still need two more. The struggle is real, brother. It is tough. It was tougher than I think you thought it was going to be. I think... I think a move that probably should have been renamed at some point was the pedigree. I'd agree with that because it it was called the pedigree because of his Connecticut blue blood. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, American royalty sort of gimmick, uh, and and once he changed into the the game the, game, the American well, DX rep- just DX. It, it sh- I, he could have still had the same move because it is a, it is a nice move to watch. It looks, yes. looks nice. Um, there are some people who don't take it very well, but that's kind of the condition with almost every move right now in professional wrestling. So, uh, so I think the pedigree needs a new name. Um, so you had you had him as Triple H. As soon as he's no longer Hunter Hearst Helmsley, I think it's it's viable to say change change your name, change your name. Exactly. So so and here's the deal is Triple H to the game to uh whatever you really want to call him now. Cerebral Assassin. Uh, yeah, Cerebral Assassin. Those all were still essentially the Triple H character. So once he changed it from from Hunter Hearst Helmsley to Triple H, he could have the same name from then on. Yeah. Um, as long as it wasn't directly tied to DX. Like if yeah. they called it the DXecution or something like that, then once DX was God, gone. What a great name, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought that would be a good name, but then I'm like, uh, you know, once he stopped being DX, then that name 
by the same rules would have to go. Uh, I think you call it the guillotine slam or guillotine slam. I think that works for Cerebral Assassin. I I got an idea. What about calling it the fall from grace? Okay. To, to sim- symbolize that he was the Connecticut blue blood, and now he's the biker dude. Biker dude, no longer royalty. He fell from grace. So the the pedigree becomes the fall from grace. I like it. So that yeah, would. That's nice. Nice. So now we just have the one final one, and just trying to think. I really want to make another joke. Like, as much as I like Kazuchika Akata, the Rainmaker is really just a dumb, spinny clothesline. Um, that's really all it is. Fair enough. But, but I think I should be more serious for the final one. Calm down, last I can be serious for a moment. I will be serious for lots of moments. Um, that's my thinking sound. Remember, there's there's some moves like a Rainmaker. Um, uh, uh, clothesline that multiple people use, and so you could rename it for their spin on it. No pun intended with the word spin. Oh, come on, that was 100% intended. Be honest. That was, that was a pun galore. Um, no, I know which one I would rename. Um, and it's this, this might be kind of punking out on the, the thing a bit. Um, but I would rename the stomp to the curb stomp because that's what it fucking is. <laughs> Got a point. That's uh, that's very dark of you. I I'm just saying they they renamed it to just the stomp, uh, which is a dumb name for a move, anyways. Um, curb stomp actually sounds as devastating as it looks. But on top of it, if they hadn't renamed it to the stomp. If they'd let it be the curb stomp, we wouldn't have to deal with Michael Cole going, he hit him with the stomp every time. <laughs> and I'm fine yeah. with not hearing Michael Which, Cole. theoretically, so did Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Cole. Hit him with a stomp. So those are my four. JLB, yeah. I challenge you to do better. Oh, Jesus. Well, well, challenge not accepted because I'm going to do far worse. And I had time to think about it, and I was still struggling. Um... I do like your Triple H idea, though, which I will not steal. I will let you have that one. Well, you can do it. Just use a different name than Fall from Grace. No, that's valid. I just can't think of a creative one. I wanted to do something like uh, the Cranial Crusher, but that just sounded cheesy for Triple H's pedigree. And then I'm like, my pedigree sounds better still. It could just be that we're just so used to it, though. He's used it for over 20-plus years. So... Uh, Crano Crusher, though, I also feel would have to be like a maneuver where your actual uh, top of your head is hitting the ground for it to kind of make sense. Because in reality, you're just more breaking the guy's jaw with the pedigree than anything or his nose. Um, hmm. So I was trying to find a way to change Charlotte Flair's figure eight because I'm just... And I get why she calls it figure eight because she also does the um, she also does the lift with her arms and that's okay. It's not just the legs. It's also I don't know. It just doesn't really make sense to me why it's kind of called the figure eight. Um, but they just it's don't call it figure twice four. As many as four. Duh. Yeah, but she's only lifting up 
her arms to inflict more pain. But technically speaking, then you only have... Like, why is it technically called the figure four? Why is that maneuver actually called the figure four? I imagine it was because you had four legs entangled and you were injuring uh, the guide, so you called it the figure four. Because you put the other guy's leg into a four. Yeah, if you look at the person who's the moves being done to, their legs turn into a four. With the one leg bent and then over and the other leg going straight, it's a four. Oh, okay. Well, isn't that creative? That being uh, said, uh, the figure eight makes no sense because right. you're, you're For that not making sense. Same reason. Um, so I was trying to think something with like, I don't know, the... I don't know. It's, uh, doing any kind of... I don't know. Flare. The... Yeah, I'm, I, damn you in this challenge. Um, I don't know. Something, something along the lines of like the... The Queen's Bridge kind of thing, I guess. I love that. You know, like that kind of might be cool. Oh my God, it's the Queen's Bridge. You know, like whatever, playing off her monocar. I don't know why, but I absolutely love that name. Yeah, it just, it sounds, it's catchy. That's why. Um, Yeah, so I think I would go with that for Charlotte. Change that there. Um, What... So, what does the Kishasa actually mean in Japanese? Um, big kick to face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it very well could be. Because, <laughs> I mean, I get it, and I love when Corey Graves says that. It sounds amazing. It's awesome. You know? Um, but just, I want a little something more, dare I say. You know say, why I like it? Because it sounds American. so much like Fasa. Yeah, Fasa. Yeah, that's Fasa. <laughs> oh my god, it's the Mufasa! Mm. <laughs> uh, what's trying okay. to find out what it means, so give me a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bank statement is which one? That's the one she does the submission? Oh! <laughs> okay, so so here here's, here's Kinshasa. It kind of doesn't mean anything, but it kind of means everything. So, um, before he was in uh, yeah, WWE... <laughs> Marks, marks, folks. Philosophy. But before he was in WWE, he called it the Bomei, um, which was a um, a uh, honor to uh, the legendary Muhammad Ali uh, rumble in the jungle between ha- ha- Ali and Foreman. There was a uh, crowd chanting uh, Ali Bomei uh, there before right. it came on. And so uh, Shinsuke Nakamura was using it as a tribute to that match. But then when he came to WWE, they uh, didn't want to use that, of course. So they changed it to Kinshasa, which is the name of the capital city of the Democratic Republic of the Congo, where the Rumble and Jungle took place. Oh, okay. So they kind of still kept the theme. Mm hmm. So it it doesn't actually mean anything different than it meant before. Okay. Um, but you can still change it because yeah. You know. So I was thinking of mixing it with Shinsuke something like uh, the Shinkasa. <laughs> I don't know, like the Shinkasa or the Shinsuke uh, clam. I don't know why I had clam in my head, but the Shinsuke like <laughs> the Shinsuke like. I'm uh, trying to find a catchy um, or maybe you have him change the name to the Mikasa 
And then he can have a different move called the Esukasa. <laughs> How about now? Oh, wow. It's Mikasa Sukasa. Oh, my God. Your home is my home. God damn it. Dear God. Yeah. Um, Be here for the whole podcast, folks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the, 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 whether they'll be here for the whole podcast is the real question. Yeah. We'll, we'll be here with the pine. So whatever, I'm just gonna call it the Shin, the Shinsuke subdue or something. I don't know. I, I got nothing. I'm trying to think of a, uh, yeah, the, the Shinsuke torpedo. The Naka 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 not gonna work here anymore. Not gonna be awake anymore. <laughs> yeah. So the Shinsuke torpedo. That's it. That's what's getting. I'm not creative. Apologies. Um, Pick to sleep. <laughs> um, go to sleep. So the GTS for CM Punk. Go to sleep because the knockout. Suddenly that's the one you're gonna use. <laughs> yep. Yep. You just it. It clicked in my head. Um, I would just call that punked. The punked or the punk out. Um, I find go to sleep is kind of lame, but it also really worked well at the time, I guess. But I well, know. here's the deal: is you could, because Kenta started it in New Japan, and mm. then Punk started doing it over here. So yeah, you could change Punk's version name. You know, just fine. He just got punked, dear God! I don't know why it's always Jr. doing, <laughs> but it's it's better than cool. So. Well, the the reason it's always JR that you go to is because it's not referencing boobs, so you can't do uh, Jerry the King. <laughs> oh my god! Punked! Punked! Just got... I don't know. I can't even... I'm still doing JR's voice. Um, and then, I don't know. I, I get why it's called the bank statement. Sasha, whatever. Sasha Banks, whatever. But... Um, it's it's a submission. So for me, the bank thing is more like a powerhouse move. Like it's maybe her back it's making thing. Making a statement. Yeah, making a, a statement, whatever have you. But for a submission, I find it has to be a bit more, I don't know, something a bit different. We'll just call it like it's a crossface, essentially, right? With yeah. the Yeah. So yeah. it's a crossface. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you on that um, purely for uh, lexicon reasons. Because uh, who uses a bank statement n- anymore, right? <laughs> I mean, bank, bank statements were things that used to exist back when people would have to walk into a bank and fill out a form uh, to transfer money and, and all of that stuff. And everyone does it digitally on their phones now. So it just makes no sense to have a move named after something that nobody does anymore. Yep, bank very- statement is the thing that you get that tells you about your transactions for the month if you mm-hmm. don't keep your own ledger. Um, you can you can say that, but I don't get a thing from my bank with everything because do I do online paperless bank- banking. Oh, yeah. Um, Same way I get it digitally. Yeah, so yes. one doesn't come to you. Yeah, is it still a statement of your bank activity? Uh, since it doesn't get delivered to me, it is not a statement of anything. It is a ledger <laughs> online. It is a running tally statement. It's it's you not. Have you have a paper statement in that app. I guarantee it. Yeah, for sure. I, Online. I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't and use it. Tally. It's not a running tally because technically it gives it to you from this month to dip this month. Therefore, that's for the statement. You're getting <sighs> that. I, I never see. I see live updates to exactly what happened. 
I get a notification on my phone that something happened on my card, and I can immediately see it in a running tally. Yeah, by the way, yes. I want to apologize for that. That was, uh, I didn't know I was going to run you low last month. <laughs> um, it's okay, so... I just took it out of you while you were asleep. <laughs> that was that was off air that we had that conversation there, guy. <laughs> uh, now it is on air. <laughs> so I'm just and call it the legit crossface. The legit boss face. <laughs> oh Jesus! No, no, I'm with the legit crossface. <laughs> oh my God, the legit boss face! Dear God! Why yeah. does it have to be Jr? <laughs> I don't know. Was... No, I don't want to I, I can't even do Cole's voice. How would you even? Uh... You're not doing Jr's voice. I'm doing JR's voice. You shut your filthy mouth. <laughs> all, all you would have to do for, for Cole is just say, It's boss face time. <laughs> that's it. It's the legit crossface. No, see, that's not that's that's not even someone in WWE. That's someone in like an indie promotion in like Omaha, perhaps. Um yeah, so that's okay. moving forward. <laughs> the legit crossface, uh what was it? The punked the punked out and i forgot my other two but i'm sure they were just as legitimate well you had one of them was triple h's cranium crusher or whatever right yeah that was, that was my first one and the most least creative i would change the last ride to powerbomb yeah shitty powerbomb <laughs> well, i would just call it highway to hell no no, no, no still it's a shitty powerbomb <laughs> Lamo potatoes. Yep. No potatoes or potatoes or anything like that. <laughs> Still just a powerbomb. <laughs> Bam. Um, yeah. So, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Smarks, I, I believe uh, I believe you're next. Okay. So, my that challenge... That is his way of saying he doesn't have one yet. Yep. Perhaps. Perhaps. Could be. Or that... maybe I'm just polite. One or the other. You'll never know. Either way, we're going to have fun with mine. Mine's fun. Um... With Clash of Champions, um, henceforth referred to as Cock, um, this weekend, <laughs> I I am challenging you to book the best Cock card um, that you can. <laughs> um, here's the twist: current champions versus anyone all time. So you've got to put together a card for Cock and and go. I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Now, I, I I will give at least one leeway for this. Um, a, not all championships on the main roster have to be defended, because uh, there's a lot of championships, and if you're trying to do all of them, right? And um, you also could bring up one or two NXT champions to defend on cock if you wanted to. So, and if you need so a reference of the champions, just if I want to, I can have Hikaru Shida on. Or not Hikaru Shida. Um, Io Shirai on my cock. Yes. <laughs> if you want it. Making sure. Um, okay. <laughs> I like the fact that it's all time. That makes it super interesting. But so, as a refresher, Universal Champions Roman Reigns. WWE Champion is Drew McIntyre. Raw Women's Champion is Asuka. SmackDown Women's Champion is Bayley. Um, officially speaking, Jeff Hardy is the IC Champion. Bobby Lashley is the universe or is the United States champion. Street Profits is Raw Tag. Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro is SmackDown tags. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler is women's tag. R-Truth is 24-7. And then 
from NXT, should you choose to call up any of these for a main roster cock fight? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had to laugh. Um, uh, Finn Balor is the NXT champion. Io Shirai is the NXT women's champion. Damian Priest is the NXT North American champion. Santos Escobar slash Jordan Devlin is the NXT cruiserweight champion. Um, and Brizango is the NXT tag champion. And people of all time, does this mean all time in WWE? Or all, all time, time? All time, all time. Any wrestler you want. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have it in my head that I would like to see a Shinsuke Cesaro versus FTR. I think, given the opportunity, this might be. Um, a, did Cesaro ever? I'm not sure, but I don't know. I feel like these guys have never faced each other, and I know Cesaro and Shinsuke are just a, like a more relevant, a more uh, recent tag team. Um, but if given the opportunity, I think. Shinsuke and Cesaro could really shine with a team like FTR facing FTR. Um, but that's why I was asking if it was all time with any other federation, because I don't know if we'll see this in a cockfight on a WWE programming. But who knows? FTR can always make their way back, which they won't, which they never should, because they've been doing so much better in uh, AE dubs. So, Shinsuke Cesaro uh, versus FTR for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, because that just seems like it would be an amazing match to see. I was thinking, for some reason, Drew McIntyre versus Diesel. Not Kevin Nash, but Diesel's character. And no, it's not just because they're both tall and whatever, so, how do you... So Kevin Nash as Diesel. Yes, but I mean, not Kevin Nash like WCW. But you're not saying Glenn Jacobs Diesel. No, definitely not. Definitely not. And not Dake Fiesel? <laughs> definitely Dake not. Fiesel do in the Impact Zone? <laughs> um, hmm. So I did that. Trying to... Hmm. So... <laughs> Ugh, I just don't want to see Roman Reigns fight anybody, but I feel like he would have to definitely be on the card. If Roman Reigns would ever put up a good fight, like I feel like he's had some good matches, and for some reason I'm always thinking he's had good matches with like when it was like he had one good match with him, Brock, and uh, Strowman. I felt like it was a decent matchup. Um. But yeah, no, they're few and far in between. He's just been a five-man power trip, move power trip for so long. Um, I would love to see, I would like to see, it could be really, really bad or really, really good. Um, but Bobby Lashley versus Bam Bam Bingalow. No? You're not going to go after this one, Smarks? I, I was I was waiting for you to bring up Bingalo. <laughs> I love going and playing Bingalo some nights. <laughs> Occasionally, I'll get a Hanta tattoo on my on the top of my head in flames, just so I can go play Bingalo. <laughs> I remember that movie, uh, Deuce Bingalo Male Jingalo. <laughs> and uh, Bailey versus Trish. Because I think that would at least be a pretty decent matchup. It's not going way too far back in all time, but uh, Bailey Bailey versus Trish would be kind of cool. So you're suggesting that you have a four-match pay-per-view? No, I believe that was five now. We have Drew. We have us. Oh, I didn't pick Asuka. Mm -mm -mm 
Because honestly, with NXT, uh, da, 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 da. I would actually like to see R Truth versus John Morrison. I feel like if given, if they say R Truth, you know what? You have a you have a 13 minute match. Go out there and show us what you can, what you got. I feel like when given the opportunity, maybe R Truth can do something sweet because he's still is he, he's still a 24 seven champion now. R Truth, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. R Truth versus John Morrison, I think might be kind of cool. Um, they both uh, have similar styles. Um, although I think, well, no, I'm think because I'm thinking of the R Truth in like TNA, right, where he was actually showcasing his talent. Ah, but the twist is, it's the current stars, the challengers are all time. So fair. All right. All right. And, all right. and so since he's currently the champion, he would be defending as current. Now he can still go. Yeah. There's no argument that he can't go. Fair. So we're keeping it R Truth versus Morrison for the 24/7 championship. Uh, Morrison gave up on the money in the bank trying to get the money in the bank for the Miz uh, so he's going for the 24-7 championship just because um, and I was trying to think of someone nice for Oscar no um, damn Oscar just for China just because. You want Asuka to die? <laughs> She's faced bigger, bigger people in China before. I'm going to make this the longest pay-per-view in history if you're done. I'm done. I'm going to book every single one of these. Every single one. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start. So, so wait a second. So what you're saying is you're going to make a really long cock. <laughs> long it probably won't have much content to it um it'll be it might be a little so, fast so yes yeah, so it's so it's a long but not particularly girthy and very very fast performing cock yes yeah okay yeah <laughs> a speedy long thin cock yes yeah Anyway, you really love that acronym, don't you? I I couldn't resist but, it. What can I tell you? Officer Smarks could not resist a cock. Nah, never met but. a cock I couldn't like. <laughs> really? I was a theater major, guys. <laughs> Those six weeks in the police academy were very long. It was my pre-police academy time. Oh, it okay. just set me up for the six weeks in police academy very well. <laughs> passed with flying colors, all of them. You might even call it a rainbow of passing. Anyway, moving forward. Are we ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So we're going to start with undercards. We're going to go uh, Bobby Lashley, kick this bad boy off. I'm going to have Bobby Lashley versus somebody that we've wanted to see fight Bobby Lashley since they were both on the card at the same time and we'd never seen it. Brock Lesnar for the U.S. title. And I'd really prefer Brock Lesnar circa 2002. That's my preference. Um, we're going to have... Uh, see here, the Intercontinental is Jeff Hardy. And we're going to have Jeff Hardy oh, take, on, take on Matt Hardy version 1.0. Or 2.0. 2.0. 
specifically that version it's the one i most or no version one yeah that's what it was 1.0 so matt hardy version 1.0 specifically because i like the hand symbol for version 1.0 mostly because it's the shocker <laughs> man the only thing better than cock is the shocker wait what <laughs> you like the shock over the cock <laughs> um <laughs> good Lord. i'm gonna have damian priest versus gangrel in a dark dudes match. Get behind that. <laughs> Damien Priest is going to win that, by the way. <laughs> Hands down. Um, I'm going to have... Is that all my mid-cards? Mid-card titles? Oh, 24-7. Uh, I'm going to have R-Truth. So here's here's the, the thing that I feel like maybe, maybe the 24-7 title is. I think it's a reward for workers. People who sh- show up and work don't really complain out that much. Do their job take whatever they're handed and run with it and I think that that really embodies the type of person who would have a lot of hustle and would be loyal to the company and and really respect the championship I think our truth needs to go against this childhood hero John Cena (coughs) oh at cock (laughs) at cock yes at cock um I I uh now we're on to tag team championships. So the first thing I thought of, the very first thing I thought of was Brizango. When 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 you even mentioned this, and while I was sitting on the toilet and I let uh, JLB do exactly what I was doing, which was shit all over this content or this this <laughs> challenge. <laughs> Um, the first thing I thought of was Brizango, and I immediately thought, what would be the most entertaining way, brother, to go ahead and have this match happen? Brizango is flamboyant and entertaining and fun. Who could get behind? Who could rise to the top? I'm, I'm imagining the mega powers. I'm imagining the mega powers is correct, brother. <laughs> Against Brizango, I'm, go, I'm going so in for fun. that awkward handshake that uh, Macho always used to do, where he kind of comes up and over. <laughs> We're on the same page, brother. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm already. We could stop at that, and this is an entertaining pay per view already. But no, there's more. We have the Street Profits, and I had to think to myself, what characters, what characters have as much fun as the Street Profits historically? What guys would say things like, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages? Yeah, I think that's the way yeah, to do that. That'd be I nice. think that's the Road Dog, Jesse James, the badass Billy Gunn versus the Street Profits. It's New Age Outlaws versus Street Profits. I think the build-up for that is huge. I think the match itself probably is not that great. <laughs> but the build-up's fantastic. Um, and that brings us to the other tag team, uh, which is right now... Uh, Shinsuke, Shinsuke and Cesaro. And Cesaro. Um, boy, this one's a little tougher. Uh, but you guys re- might remember a tag team that occurred in the 2000s. They like to smoke a lot of pot, um, or at least their their gimmick was about them smoking pot. Um, I really enjoyed them in WCW. Uh, Vince did not enjoy them in WWE, but I think that's a really, really good match for Chronic. I think Shinsuke's strong style. um, I think Cesaro can offset the strength of those two 
and I think Shinsuke's strong style becomes the the overcomer in that particular uh, match. So who's Chronic? Chronic Brian Adams and Brian Clark. Oh snap! Okay. Um, we're gonna go on to the women. I'm gonna have uh, Bailey in a match. This is a tough one. Um, I don't want Bailey to die against China. I think that in terms of their mic skills and their their crossing personalities, I think Molly Holly works really well there. That's an excellent get. Um, I know that I know that you know you want to go with bigger bigger stuff, but I think Molly Holly and Bailey put on a hell of a match there, um, and I don't know why, but that's just yeah, potentially the match of the night. Yeah, that, I, th- I think that's a better better match than. I think once you say it, you go, oh my god, that is a good match, but you don't think it beforehand. Um, Asuka, Bold, Nakano. Um, I kind of knew yes. you were going to go there, and I'm, yeah. I'm there for it. So, the, it, and, I'll, and I'll admit, it's, it's slightly racist, but it has everything to do with their differing in styles and everything to do with their being trained in the same environment. So, um, massively differing styles same environment for their training uh, I think that's a great overall match um, for EO I think EO's the pop person I think I think you have to have her go against a big name uh, more than the other two had to um, and I, so I think EO I think EO versus Trish uh, Trish or Lita I think the air the the high flyer aspect maybe leans towards Lita um but I think there's more pop for Trish to sell the match. So I'd probably go with Trish. Um, but I, I think I'd prefer Lita, if that makes sense. I don't know. The Lita salt is just a moonsault. So you do have two moonsaults versus each other. Maybe a triple threat there for the NXT Women's Championship. That might work. Okay. Hell, throw in one more moonsault. Let's make that a fatal four-way. We'll throw in Charlotte. You mean the moonsault that almost never actually hits anyone because she overshoots them? Yeah. Well, it's because she's 19 feet tall. She got legs. Anyway. Yeah. They go all the way down. To the floor during a moonsault because nobody catches her because she overshoots people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving forward. Um, for the championships, I I initially did not really like the... the um, Kevin Nash, uh, the the Diesel versus Drew. Um, I think yeah, there's a match that I think there's a match that needs to be told with Drew McIntyre, and it needs to be told because this person respected McIntyre early in his career, and this person respects McIntyre now enough that he did ask for his retirement match to be against McIntyre. Um, he has yet to get that, but I really would love to see Undertaker in his prime versus Drew McIntyre. I think they both are very good in-ring showmen. They're large, they're powerful, um, and yet they both, in their prime, could put on a 20-minute match. Drew's being right now, obviously. So I think I'm going to have the dead man versus Drew. I like that. Um, for Braun Strowman... Or no, it's not Braun. Thank God, it's not Braun. Oh, it's Roman. <laughs> Roman. Okay. Yeah, you so went we got... from excited to to uh, not so excited very fast. There. No, I went I went from not excited to to relieved. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. No, my point um, is, you you went from excited that it wasn't Braun Strowman to then not so excited oh, that it was that, Roman Reigns. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, thank you, it's not Braun Strowman. Oh, wait, it's Roman Reigns. Yeah, no, that's okay. Because I think there's a story to be told there that is eventually going to be told. Um, and since it hasn't been told yet, I'm going to go ahead and tell it. And I'm going to have The Rock. And I'm going to have him flat out make fun of Roman's uh, promo skills the way Cena did in their feud. And uh, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy the build. I'm probably not going to like the match. Because it's going to be Roman winning, obviously. So, <laughs> um, And then Finn Balor. This is the tough one. This is the one that makes you go, hmm, what character in history in their prime would I like to see against Finn Balor? And there are two particular wrestlers who had a feud with each other, actually, in the late 90s that I think fit Finn Balor's style very, very well. Um, one of them being a submission wrestler, the other one being um, more of a flamboyant pop guy. And if you if you watched wrestling in the 90s, this should be done. You should know exactly which two people I'm talking about. Um, it, it's the two people from the Montreal Screwjob. It's HBK and Bret Hart. Um, now the real challenge is yeah. do I do I decide to have a third person in Finn Balor holding the title in the match and ruin ruin what was a great match between the two? Or is this just a filler in their very long feud? Um, or you can make the job happen and have Bret Hart as the referee in Shawn Michaels versus Finn, and Shawn Michaels screws Bret Hart over. I kind of like uh, that. <laughs> Bret, Bret screws Shawn back. Actually, I really like that. I really like that. Yeah. Um, yep. I think Sean puts on the better match with Finn Balor. I think yeah. the idea of a kip up while Finn is up setting or set, setting up for the coup de gras, coup de gras, a kip up straight into a, a super kick out of this coup de gras is great. I love the idea as Brett is the special guest referee, so Brett can flip him off, and then even Stone Cold comes out and stuns Brett, and then a normal referee counts the match later. When, when Finn Balor wins. Um, I just think there's a ton you can do with those four characters, really. But uh, but I'm going to go with, with HBK versus Finn in the actual match with some interference from other, other shooters. What's that? Did you say Roman fought? The Rock. Rock. Makes sense. That's a good story, too. Yeah, yeah I like that pay-per-view. Rock the Dwayne Johnson. The Dwayne Johnson, who rips his gate off because he has to go somewhere and the gate won't open. Yep. So that's what my hey, match is. T- tell me you wouldn't do it if you had the, uh, the ability to. I definitely would every single time. The router would just be off my payroll. I'm like, bro, you're going to have to change this gate every yeah. day. I yeah. got for it. Bro, I broke the gate again. <laughs> Flexing on anyway. that all the time. Okay. It also makes your house, you know, you can just weld the gate shut, then then your house is, you know, safe all the time. Yep. Except, Except for, for those you. times that you've ripped the gate off. Yeah. <laughs> but then you have a welder guarding it. And the welder would so. be like, dude, I could just break the weld. And you're like, nope, too late. <laughs> and I think, I, I don't know, I don't disagree with you with the Molly. I think Molly Bailey is the surprise match of the night, but I really think the match of the night is Brizango versus uh, Mega Powers. I think that'd be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. I don't know much of the Mega Powers, to be honest with you. I, uh, not my, uh, Mega Powers were early WCW, no? 
Ah, uh, no, they were WWE. Were WWE. Uh, they were so WWF, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. It was it was Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. It was oh right, okay, yes, uh, those yeah, mega fuckers. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yes. I wasn't talking about because frequently if you just say the name, people will immediately confuse them with the Twin Towers, which was Mark Calloway and yes, <laughs> someone else clearly who yeah, didn't Undertaker do anything. And somebody else might have been Brian Clark. Okay, yes. it's, it's uh, googling. And that doesn't mean that I'm saying that those are the best wrestlers of all time. I'm just trying to put together these matches that are unique and intriguing. So, um, according to Wikipedia, Twin Towers was Akeem and Bossman. Then who am I thinking of? So now I've got to figure out, yeah, who you were thinking of. (laughs) Uh, WCW Twin Towers? No, that's a key um, it was Mean Mark Calloway and or Mean Mark Callis, sorry, and yeah, he said it in the last ride, his documentary. I'm trying to remember because he did talk about it. Heyman was their manager. Mm-hmm. It was it was during Paulie Dangerously. Wow. WCW. Yeah. So let's see. Let's try finding it this way. Um. It was really hard to not have the New Day go up against one of the other tag teams, but they're an existing tag team, and I was kind of trying to avoid having too many existing wrestlers as the opponents. No, you did a great job on that. I really like that card. Skyscrapers. Skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. And who was his partner? Um, I'm going to that article. Because he was brought in to replace Sid? Sid Vicious, who was injured. Yeah. So, um, Dangerous Dan Spivey or Masked Skyscraper were the other two members. Gotcha. <laughs> Good old Psycho Sid. You know, I think for our botch along, we should do Psycho Sid versus Diesel. Even <laughs> if the match wasn't a botch, it was a botch because it was Psycho Sid versus Diesel. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got to get on that for sure. Yeah, you got to get on that. Um, so great pay-per-view kudos kudos well done definitely more yeah, creative that, that was definitely a long cock though long mm-hmm. and again because it's so long you can't have a lot of content so there wasn't a lot of girth to it yeah it was a long thin cock but it was a fairly legendary cock oh i'm sure most people would be pleased with that cock i am so was glad it... i'm not worried about being monetized on youtube right now <laughs> was it the best cock you'll ever have not the worst cock you'll ever have. No. I'm just betting there would be very few complaints about that cock. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Now it's time for JLB to finally put up or shut up. All right. Can I shut up? Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we were on the cusp of banishing you from doing the last ones. Yeah, I know. Uh, I was, uh, well, I mean, to be fair, he's editing, so he can always put me in the middle. So, like this, we don't ruin it. Um, so I'm gonna ruin it in five, four, three, two, one. Who's so, the best wrestler ever? 
Oh no, gone. <laughs> so we see Alexa Bliss's character uh, get even more demented. Uh, now she either when she hears the fiend's name, uh, she becomes psychotic, um, and in some kind of trance, she does the Sister Abigail. Sister Abigail. Uh, Good old Abigail. Okay. Um, <laughs> Some sister Abigail. I just want you to know that, incidentally, on WBU, I did use the term Abigail. Okay. It was not to mock you, it was an accident. See? See? Accidents happen and you mock me for it. So, karma. That's what I say. Karma. Um, oh, she could have been in that match, too. Which? Who? Karma. What? Karma. Karma, 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 chameleon. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're basically booking Sister Abigail, or sorry, you're basically booking um, awesome. as, as this demented uh, fiend uh, follower. What are you doing with her? You have to go with what she's currently doing, though. You can't, like, rehash whole if you have to do it. You have to follow along with what is going on. How would you potentially do the final finish for this storyline i guess given everything that they have done so far so book your alexa bliss sister abigail with can i instead book alexa alexa bliss sister abigail you can do so if you wish absolutely whatever floats your boat or you know usually water most time water water and buoyancy buoyancy floats the boats actually you know but i mean buoyant force against water at least here in america yeah i don't know what you do to float your boats up there in canada (laughs) we use science probably use socialism Uh, I laughed at that way harder than I should have. Spin and start the booking. So you 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 killed me at the you've you've got to do what they're currently doing part. Yep. I want to punch you through a microphone. <laughs> if you can believe it, you can achieve it, good sir. Ow! So um, <laughs> I love the delay. That was actually. I mean, there's a time difference and, you know, lag, so the punch came later. Time difference. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Later, be like, because of the time change, JLB actually recorded this an hour and a half ago in exact response to what we were going to say without us, any of us knowing what we were going to say. Yeah, wait a minute. Were we supposed to change our clocks already? Isn't this done in November? Um, I, d- I don't know about you guys up in Canada. Our president signed a law a while ago that moved daylight savings time. So we've got like a month left. Two presidents ago. Yeah, two presidents. Wasn't this current one. I'm Sorry, I didn't mean to apply wasn't, it was the current wasn't one. Wasn't Barrick either. Yeah. But, so it's. I think it's the for us the last week in weekend in October. It's, I think no, it's the it's the first weekend after Halloween. Yeah, it was designed for children to have safer trick or treating. Okay, so before Halloween, first weekend after Halloween, it gets dark earlier after during standard time. But if it was designed for kids for trick or treating, why would it after? So that it doesn't get dark earlier. Because the ending of Daylight Savings Time would make it get dark earlier. And yes, he is correct. It is Sunday, November 1st this year. There we go. For America. It's the same for everyone. 
calm your tits. Well, no, it's not. It's not the same for three counties in, in yeah. Indiana or for all of Arizona. <laughs> Arizona doesn't obey daylight savings time at all. So there. Snap. And all three right. counties in Indiana don't do it because we're Indiana. <laughs> yep. It's okay. They've got corn there, so they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that's that's a throwback to the old WGN. There's more than just corn in Indiana. Oh, I was like, what the hell just happened here? <laughs> like I mentioned, quit the yapping, start the booking. Do you want me to go first on this, Mark? Yes, you, you go ahead and go first because uh, I've got to figure out how to save that shit show without, you know, actually saving it the way it should have been done. I, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just let it be the shit show that it is. Um, I would suggest that what we're going to do is have um, Alexa slowly devolve into the fiendette. And she will have matches as Mrs. Fiend and have her own, oh, we'll call it the moment of, we'll call it the playhouse of bliss instead of the moment of bliss. So she'll have her own segment and everything and they're gonna get fiend married and have lots of little little uh, minions I, I have a question really quickly is and there JoJo's a way not be a part of that equation is is there a way they could get the trademark for get morning miss bliss for Good for this morning, miss bliss <laughs> it's fantasy booking you can do it if you want yeah. <laughs> um when she comes out to the ring as the fiend, she will have black hair, and the rest of the time she'll still be pink and blonde. Um, she will not perform the mandible claw because a lady like Sister Abigail does not put their fingers in another lady's mouth. Oh, don't say that too close to Britt Baker. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, unless unless it's on a cock, that's when you can do that. <laughs> She's. That doesn't even go with the like Clash of Champions whole ordeal. You're just being rude now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being crass now. I apologize. Lord, I apologize. And you're not going to do it. in Africa. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we're going to piss off your wife, we may as well do it all in one episode. God, she probably stopped listening by now. She was like, oh, they keep going on about cocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Alexa Bliss will uh, will devolve into a multi-character character. Um, and eventually, uh, eventually it will ruin her career. <laughs> because I don't, I don't know that you can just have her stop. And uh, while Vince is in control, you'll never have a match for her to regain control of her own life. Um, while while we have any political correctness in this world, you certainly won't have a chauvinistic match where two men battle it out for her freedom or her support or whatever. Uh, frankly, I could still see WWE doing it, but... <laughs> um, uh, I maybe she takes over the fiend through that. You know, that's that's the one positive spin is that she's actually been in control the whole time and um she's just trying to gain control over the new character, the new the new piece to Bray, but she's actually had control over Husky slash um Bray slash Funhouse Bray and 
then he created another personality that didn't want to be controlled by Alexa anymore. And now she's trying to gain control over that personality as well. Um, that's really, really far-fetched, though, and difficult to do with where they're at right now. Yeah. But I think that might work to fix it. Um, if you're going to go with the shit show, I, which is what I said I'd do, yeah, she just devolves into Fiendette with um, the Firefly Bliss House. God, that sounds like a porno. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I, I mean, like you, it, and, that's, and that's not just because she's attractive. That just sounds like a porno. Yeah, um, yeah I, I suppose that's what I... I if I was going to continue down the shit show path, I'm going to go ahead and continue all the way down that shit show path, and she becomes the fiendette, and the only way she regains control over herself is to go to NXT. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So I think... Um... I mean, frankly, DFA was right. There's, there's really no way to save it, in my opinion. Um, stop it. Other than stop it, but probably the best way from, from my eyes, if you're continuing down this path, would be the eventual reveal that she was in control of herself the whole time, and this was her way of getting some sort of power over the fiend. Um, knowing that the fiend is a wrecking ball that she can aim right mm -hmm. uh and so you know it, that would then mean an intentional heel turn from her rather than a accidental heel turn like they're implying right now um and and her specifically deciding to use it to destroy enemies um the tough thing is the enemies she needs to destroy are all other women in the women's division and the fiend really can't do anything to destroy them, um, but t in the end, you just—I don't know—you got to find some way to make her be the one pulling the strings. There's no other way for this to work, really. Uh, and so, you know, I guess eventually she could be the puppet master and start recruiting other people into the funhouse and recruit a heel somebody i mean a crazy person would be nikki cross but they built her too much up as a baby face right now so and they need the baby face i mean they're running drastically low on baby faces in the women's division right now like everyone's a heel mm -hmm. that's it so yeah but i don't know man her her being so traumatized is so like it just seems like she's legit being controlled i feel like you can't fake that because her eyes, obviously, she's acting. But I mean, like, it's just like... I just want to point out the utter irony of saying of a wrestler on a professional wrestling show by the WWE saying they can't fake that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's valid. Um, I don't know. I just see it like they would have to still go that route with uh, Bray controlling her because she does seem legitimately traumatized and that can't be put on as an act. Um, but I guess whatever have you, it, you know, oh, I was faking all along. And There's uh, actually a term for that. It's called gaslighting. It's used way more often than it should be right now. Um, but it's the, the term is gaslighting where you're trying to make somebody else think they're crazy. Mm -hmm. And if she's gaslighting the fiend, that's a pretty cool move overall. Yeah, but I still true. don't understand how you end that without... Yeah without an independence type I broke away from the bad guy either side 
Un- unless her whole goal is to ruin the f- not control him, but ruin him. So that Braun can get back in power? That's about the only thing that I can think of, is that the whole storyline maybe is that she is allowing the fiend to think he's in control so that she can eventually control him enough that Braun can can end can him end him and then we we get the the payoff to the whole <laughs> I said I didn't care about you but you knew I was lying sort of a thing yeah team little big for life and now we have Bray Wyatt's 17th character mm-hmm come back here's a catholic priest who woke up in his bed after having a horrible dream (laughs) and then everybody else pretends it really was a dream even though they know it wasn't i mean if anyone could do it it'd be bray though and you make him super convincing (laughs) i think what they really should do is just one day switch uh bow in instead of bray still in the fiend costume and everything but just have it be bow and uh, and then eventually have Bo take over the Fireflies Funhouse and be that Bray, and just, and <laughs> just make us. Bray all... comes out and says, "You just have to Bray leave." Just, just from from you mentioned gaslighting, just just gaslight the fuck out of all of us with this, where we all start <laughs> thinking, "Wait, was it was it Bo the whole time?" <laughs> just pretend like it was always him. And then Bray comes back in his, in his regular music. And it's like, I've been injured for the last two years, guys. <laughs> injured, and then I had a couple babies. And I don't know what was going on. I didn't get a chance to watch Did it. Did see Bo? <laughs> but yeah, no, in reality, there's no easy way, no reliable way to save that shit show. There's there's nothing you can do that really brings it to an end. It's it's kind of like the Undertaker being the dead man. At some point, you had to though though no character has sold himself more to kayfabe, not me, but sold himself more to the concept of kayfabe um, in history. Um, you knew that at some point the dead man had to actually get older and not just be the dead man anymore. And, and that's the thing with any TV show. Like, it doesn't matter who you cast to play your immortal vampire on a TV show. If They're you plan get... on lasting more than three or four seasons, you're gonna have to battle something eventually. Or you have to change the character, like you mentioned. Almost Doctor Who-ish with this. But, but anyways, that enough about that. Fun. And only Doctor Who fans would get that. Only Doctor Who fans would get that. Yeah, villain from um, Jessica Jones, the real Doctor Who. You don't think there's a big crossover between Doctor Who and I, I and doubt we get a crossover on Is this, this particular podcast. It might be three me. people in the Doctor Who wrestling club. <laughs> no, that's what the podcast has been called the whole time. Doctor Who. Where are you coming up, with Raw and Order? <laughs> Raw and Order W uh, D W C Doctor Who Wrestling Club. W-H-O. <laughs> well, we will move on to our lovely game of Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. Uh, this usually goes a little bit faster. So um, the whole game is I'm going to give a list of three WWE wrestlers that need to be relocated to one of those other three companies. Um, the first round, the choices are, air quotes, current intercontinental champions. 
Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles. And go. I like what you did there. Um, I'm going to take Sami to AEW. And I'm going to do it 97% to ruin it for uh, JLB. And the other 3% is because I think that AEW is missing character development. As much as I'd love to see AJ versus that incredibly talented roster, there's just something to be said for character development there. And so that 3% is going to go there and the 97% is going to JLB because he didn't jump at it right away. Um, I'm going to take Mr. Hardy to ROH because he hasn't been there. That's really it. That's the whole story. Um, and I'm going to take AJ Styles back to his home grown territory of impact and just let him do what he's done his entire life. And that is be phenomenal. Okay. JLB, you're up. Alrighty, so I'm going with Sami Zayn to Impact because wrong move, buddy, you spiteful bastard. Um, <laughs> and I think he would have a phenomenal time, and I think he has a great character. He's great on the mic. He's really good. He, um, it, it's it's needed in AEW. There's a few wrestlers that can. They talk really well and so on. But I think Sami Zayn's more of that jokester. Um, personality that would fit nice there and he's just a phenomenal wrestler too so he can he can hang it out with uh, any of them there um we got who we got aj and we got jeff um mm-hmm. so they've both been to impact uh aj would have to go back to impact it's just that's where he was from is that where you just put sammy yeah you put sammy in impact Oh, I put Sammy in AEW. Oh, so you came back and, and removed it and said, no, nah, screw you. I'm still going to do the same thing you did. Yes. Okay. Uh, um, but I guess to be different, I would put uh, give Jeff Hardy that opportunity and impact once more. I'm going to switch that up, though, at least so we're not the same. Give Jeff Hardy that opportunity because now that he's sober and so on um give him his at least opportunity to do better on impact because the guy can still go and WWE still isn't giving him much and i don't want to see jeff at aew because i feel like they'll just put matt and jeff together and then it's gonna be the whole tag team thing again i like the fact that matt's a single wrestler in ae dubs and uh i would like to actually see what they can do with jeff hardy as a singles competitor so uh yeah and then that would mean that aj would go to roh um just to you know add add some spice to the art just add i guess more notoriety to that um company and uh yeah that's my story okay yep Yep, 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 yep. You want to go second? Yep, go second. All right. So these are going to be. I don't have a theme. I'm upset that I don't have a theme because I like themes. Um, these are going to be um, mass superstars. Rey Mysterio, uh, Phantasmo used to have a mask on, so I guess you could still count. And we are also going with. I'm trying not to pick any of the Lucha Brothers. Um, Finn Balor's not really a mask, it's paint. Just to completely change it up, it's not their era, but Kane. Masked Kane, preferably, which would make sense for the theme. So Kane, um, what did I just choose? We have Kane, we have... Rey Mysterio, and then you were saying El Hijo de Fantasma. That's it. 
even though he no longer wears a mask. Right. But masks, Phantasma. Okay. Which he's better on without mask, but you know. Came to Impact because we've already made the joke about Dake Fiesel being in the Impact Zone. Might as well make make it actually happen. Actually happen. Uh, but on top of it, the 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 demon sort of gimmick fits in well with Rosemary and Sue Young and the Sinister Minister, whatever they call him now. So um, the other ones are a little tougher. Al Hijota Fantasma to Ring of Honor. No, because I don't. I don't want to put Ray in AEW. I actually don't want Ray in AEW. So we're gonna go El Hijo to Phantasma to AEW and Ray to Ring of Honor. Damn. <laughs> I should have put Dominic in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> well, then then I'd have to figure out um, which one of those has a developmental league that we could send him to. That's. And I think I think Ring of Honor might have technically a developmental. <laughs> Babe, you're up. Um, what is Cake Dane doing in ROH? <laughs> doesn't work quite as well, but no, no, it doesn't. Cake Fane. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, geez, I don't know. Uh, I, I think Ray to, to Impact. I think, uh, I think the X Division. Um, I think it would be nice to not have to have him be in a luchador environment where he can luchador it up, but the little guys aren't just nonstop luchadors. Um, so we have Kane, we have Ray, and who's the third one? Phantasma. Phantasma. Oh, Phantasma. Okay, you can put a mask back on him, but I'm leaving him the character he is, and I'm taking him to AEW, and I'm having him join the inner circle. Because... <laughs> Yeah, the character he is right now is Jericho only young. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is very entertaining, very entertaining uh, as a heel. As a heel, um, he's. I don't want to get punched through a microphone like somebody else already has. Ow! <laughs> but Do it again. I uh, I would say he's a better heel than Sammy Guevara. Ugh. Dude, you gotta at least warn me you're gonna do it. <laughs> um, which means I'm gonna have Kane be, you know, the tenured old guy who's just decided to let, you know, basically he's gonna be Bubba Ray Dudley. <laughs> Snap. In our age. Okay. Tenured old guy who probably should have retired, but he's not. So here he is in our age. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Bubba Ray does a really good podcast, but uh, does he? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really very, very over him being in wrestling. Kind of was during Aces and Eights. Yeah, thing is, he's kind of. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna compare him to Al Snow, um, even though they're completely different in many, many, many ways. But his knowledge of the sport of wrestling is immense. And so he's he's very good in in a like real world commentating role for wrestling, which is what he does on his podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but it, it it feels like he's I don't know it feels like he's trying to prove something that 
doesn't need proven by still wrestling. You don't need proven. Ah, uh, you know, but at the same time, what else is he gonna do? You know what I mean? He likes it. I think he's more there to just give the the up and comers kind of a training feel, like, hey, you know, I, I think the guy just loves wrestling, and I don't think he's there to prove anything to himself, but rather just to help the business that helped him so much. To be honest with you, he's not there because, you know, he. I don't know. He's not champion, is he? No. No. So, you know, he, he, I think he's literally just there to help out just for his love of the business and not for something to prove. So as long as it's in that fashion and that role, I have no, I don't mind that at all. He, he can teach a lot of the young guys uh, a lot of things in terms for the wrestling business. So I don't mind it. All right. Fair enough. All right, so I suppose it's my turn. Uh, I'm going to go with people currently in WWE who should have never gotten a push but have. So I'm going to start with Nia. Um, I'm going to add, oh, how evil do I want to be here? I'm going to be at least a little bit evil, and I'm going to add Naomi. (gasps) Technically, she has not gotten a push. So, I mean, first of all, you're wrong. Has she held the women's title? Yes, she was SmackDown Women's Champion. Multiple times, I believe. Yeah, yes, she's two-time women's champion. So, so she's gotten a push that she shouldn't have gotten. Wow. I, hey, if I was really going to be a turd, I'd have finished and said Sami Zayn, but I'm not going to because I have two women already. Punch yeah. him! Punch him! Like now, how do you like me now? I don't. But I'm not saying Sami Zayn. I'm going to stick with women. Yeah, you do that. Lacey Evans, who I really, really like, but her push was way too early. Yeah. Well, I mean, what push though? Really? Like she didn't have the title, but she was in the title picture for over a year. Snap. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Like she was a number one contender for over a year. Like she. Don't get me wrong. I think she's a future world women's champion. Mm-hmm. Um, but in no way, shape, or form do I think she should have come up from NXT and immediately been in the women's title picture. Right. Yeah. They definitely pushed her up way too soon. Yeah. She's just limboing. This is a gotta push they shouldn't have gotten. That doesn't mean gotta push they should never get. Lacey Evans is in the gotta push they should should not have gotten at that time. Naya is in the got getting a push she should never get. Mm-hmm. And Naomi is in the aren't you a funk dactyl? <laughs> aren't you one of the answers? So, so I'm going to go ahead and go with this, um, and I'll explain. The toughest part of this is figuring out who we want to saddle with Nia Jax. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Naomi. As soon as I heard Nia, I was like, oh my gosh, you're evil. No, um, and, and that's tough. So, so I'm going to start with Lacey Evans to AEW. Uh, I think her character is a little over the top and a little wwe and so she'd have to rein that in a bit, um, come up with a little freshness to it. But I, I do agree. I think from an in-ring talent, she's got a lot of potential and is definitely a future star. Um, and going to a company like AEW could showcase her, especially with their burgeoning women's division right now. Um, Naomi and Naya are the tougher ones. And I think I'm going to go Naomi to Ring of Honor. Really? And, You're going to bring Naya to the Impact Zone? And Naya to the Impact Zone, if only because a, at the Impact Zone, you've got Jordan Grace and Taya Valkyrie who can put her in her place. Uh, What's Giant X doing in the Impact Zone? Sorry. Exactly. Um, 
but you know the simple fact is I don't want to see Jordan Grace versus Nia Jax but if it were to happen uh, we could have a fun five minute long match of Jordan Grace just beating the shit out of Nia Jax um, and I just don't see that being an option a viable option in Ring of Honor right now so that's my thoughts so so let me get this right you you put Nia Jax somewhere to teach her a lesson and in turn inadvertently taught JLB a lesson to not treat ROH like it's the slums of the world. Yes. I taught two lessons there. Perfect. Good. Um, so, I mean, as much as I hate you guys for bragging on Naomi, I don't think Naomi should go to A-dubs. I think <laughs> Evans is the... Uh, best person to go to AEW. She does provide a lot. She's phenomenal talent. She can talk on the mic. She would be good. Her and Britt Baker might be a nice little thing. Even her and Big Swole might be decent. Um, yeah. So her over there. Um, honestly, Naomi I Impact. Or Amy Sakura having a, a good set of few Sakura. Sorry. Yeah. No. I. Uh, that would be good too. It. Uh, there could be many. Honestly, they just need to do something with that women's division. It's a year already, and we're still saying that they need to improve the women's division. Like Kenny Omega, get out of there. I. I hope you're not part of. In like, his defense, COVID. In his defense, excuses. Okay. Um, in his yeah. defense, the women's division has been drastically improved, actually, ever <sighs> since Brandy got out of it in terms of booking well um, it's not drastically improved because it's still pretty garbage um, I would say it's not pretty garbage at all I would say there are some garbage things but uh, Hikaru Shida's been phenomenal the mm. Britt Baker versus uh, Big Swole feud was fun to watch even though the blow off in the end was limited by Britt Baker's injury yeah but we haven't seen them yet right that's the last time we've seen them is at that pay-per-view yeah because Britt baker is still actually physically injured and can't wrestle and so well, that's why they've but give me some Britt baker promos don't let me think that you're like she was on being this. the elite this week but that's beside the point um they, they're building promos, get lena dunham i'm sorry leva bates yeah leva bates um but <laughs> the uh Sorry, the simple, the simple fact is, um, Anna Jay, they're building her up to be the next future star, and I think she has a lot of potential. Um, but like Shanna, uh, is is overseas and can't make it right now. She's announced that she's about to go into a 14 day quarantine so that she can come to the states. So we'll be getting Shanna back hopefully in less than a month. Um, they lost B Priestley. They lost uh, Sadie Gibbs due to COVID not allowing them to come over and other mitigating circumstances in B Priestley's case. Um, but their women's division has, you know, been kind of hampered by that. But in reality, if you go back over the last two months, their women's matches have actually been pretty darn good. They're not up to NXT level women's matches. I'm not saying they are, but they're vastly improved in this time after Brandy took her nose out of it and is now allowing Kenny Omega and Tony to uh, to do a lot of the booking. Now, yes, Kenny, one of the things he, he needed to do was back off from the Joshi a bit and just say, listen, American audiences want more American style. 
But Hikaru Shida has been phenomenal, and her I match with I agree with that. She's good. It's just give me some personality. You can and they're like I say I again. Would, I would say Britt Baker's a top five personality in women's wrestling. Absolutely. Right now. Absolutely. And I agree with that. And it's unfortunate that she's injured and so on, but it, whatever. So, but you have to work after that fact. So I get it. You can't really use Britt Baker at the moment. I did like her little promos and so on, but you're not giving me anything to watch. I, I like the wrestling that's on there. I like with uh, Thunder Rosa, what she's doing and so on, but there's no storyline. So I'm not as invested in I'll give that, you that, you know, no, so that I, is my listen. issue. I'll get you saying there's no storyline except, once again, the Big Swole versus Britt Baker was a big storyline. They're building a lot of storyline with Hikaru Shida, Thunder Rosa, and uh, the tag team. Um, they also, they also have an underlying storyline with um, with uh, oh, Bunny, uh, uh, Allie. Allie. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. really going to be a long-term payoff, but mm-hmm. very good payoff yeah. when it happens. The Alley Brandy Rhodes storyline going on right now, or or is it Brandy Rose? I'm not sure. Um, wow! But 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 you got um, stick the, and jab, stick and jab, yeah. boom boom boom. Yeah, but they they've been building up with Thunder Rosa, not just Thunder Rosa versus Hikaru Shida, but uh, on last week's Dynamite, they built up uh, Eva Lee and Diamante. Um, coming after a tag team of Hikarashida and Thunder Rosa. Um, so they're building that up there. There's storylines being built. I think you're just ignoring them for the most part. But you, then you look at Chris Statlander got injured. She's out for a while, and she was their star in the making. And she went out with an uh, ACL injury, which is going to keep her out for quite a while, right? Yet Awesome Kong have to go out due to an injury and filming for Glow. Um, you have uh, uh, Emi Sakura and Riho in unable to travel because of COVID restrictions, as well as, uh, like I said, Shanna. You and Yuka Sakazaki can't make it here. So they had probably about a third of their women's roster suddenly can't make it. Um, not not making it, but can't make it. And so they've done everything they can, but uh, Tynera Conti, Tay Conti now uh, in here, has been showing some wonderful stuff. There's a storyline building between her and Anna Jay, where Anna's trying to get her into the Dark Order. Uh, Leva Bates is in some ways probably kind of the lost uh, person in this because she's tied up in the um, uh, Peter Avalon versus brandon cutler storyline more than anything um i think if you look at the last two months ever since brandy rose took her name out of the booking decisions for it their women's division is vastly improved no division is gonna go from the way it was a year ago to top of the card for women's divisions any faster right i mean you gotta remember the company is still less than a year away uh, removed from their first dynamite, right? And so the, the stuff that they so done, many excuses though. Oh my god. Well, go. I'm not I'm not saying they didn't struggle at first. They mm-hmm. definitely did, but you're saying you you keep coming after Kenny Omega like Kenny Omega's booking decisions are the sole reason that it's struggling and I'm saying that once once Brandy went away from it, the product has started and consistently been getting better 
And part of it's been bringing in new talent like Tanera Conti, like Ivalice um, and Diamante, um, you know, Hikaru Shida coming up out of nowhere, bringing in Big Swole, bringing in Anna Jay. They've, yeah. they've, been making, they've been making huge strides to make it better. And um, if, But if you're honest about it, you build a wrestling company that's designed for combat around 18 to 35 men. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have 18 to 35 men be the competitors. Um, unfortunately, that's that's just the biology of who watches wrestling. Um, that said, he did also choose the exact same thing Smarks chose. So... Um, there, there's there's two more so books. I win. <laughs> yeah, you I can don't win. You're dogging on him for saying the same thing you said, which was she could bring some character to that division. And uh, no, she could. I'm I'm yeah, she could. I'm dogging on him for saying that Kenny Omega needs to get out of it because I I really don't think he does. Yeah. I think he's done a, actually a wonderful job once Brandy Rose got her ass out of it. And yes, I said Brandy oh, Rose on purpose. Anyway, so good choice. I, I would agree with both of those where, where yeah, she's the right person for AEW. Here, here's the deal. Is you, it, my defense of AEW's women's division comes down to this. Take NXT out of the WWE picture. And it's, as, it's as good as, as Raw's. It is as good as Raw's. Yes. With the exception of Asuka and, and Baszler. You're saying well, but is it, as good as Raw's? I, I, as good as Raw's women's division. Remember, Sasha and Bailey are both on SmackDown. Um, Charlotte is off for now. Well, and Becky is off for now. And and again, going to JLB's thing, he says, I want character, I want storyline. Aside from, you know, the, the short... Uh, the one they're building up on SmackDown, the Bailey versus Sasha. What real storylines do you have going on on Raw's women's division? Baszler yep. and Baszler and Nia. Baszler and Nia. That's yeah, no, and and you're absolutely right. You don't have a whole lot. That is very true. Um, when I was thinking of the women's division on Raw, yes, I was thinking of you know your your Baszler, your Banks, your Bailey. Uh, but of course, a lot of those are majority uh, majority on SmackDown. So, um, and Charlotte is not there. Becky is not there. Um, you know, so you do, uh, but Bliss, but Bliss hasn't really necessarily wrestled. She's kind and of also on SmackDown. And also on SmackDown. So, yeah, I would agree. Um, as I guess I was just looking at it as a whole, but I guess you can't. You would have to brand it. Um, I would say SmackDown is still better than AEW. SmackDown yeah. is better than AEW. And, uh, and in the end, I'm not trying to say AEW is better than anything. The NXT Women's Division by far is better than AEW. But the NXT Women's Division is by far better than both SmackDown and Raw. Women's yeah. Div- right? I I would say that if you were I would to talk- say it's better than SmackDown's women's division because of Alexa. I think Alexa's the the kicker there. I think but Alexa she- could be the kicker there if she was being used properly. Yeah. Um. I think being used incorrectly, she's still better there than. Uh, I don't know because uh, I mean the simple fact you go down to to the NXT women's division. And you've got Io Shirai versus whoever they're putting her against. Yeah. Okay, yep. your crossover, your women's division crossover in AEW to crossover to the men's division is Leva Bates. Your crossover in women's division to men's division for SmackDown is 
Alexa Bliss. I don't think much more needs to be said than that. Lena Bates is great, but she's not Alexa Bliss on the mic or in the ring. No, I've moved. I've been talking to NXT. I, oh. I think NXT beats... It's hands down the women, the strongest women's yeah, division. that's what I was saying. NXT is by far the strongest women's division. Um, AEW, I'm not saying it's, it's the best. I, I still would say I think they are using, and I'm a huge Alexa Bliss fan, I think they're using Alexa Bliss so poorly right now that the overall women's division on SmackDown is maybe just barely, barely better in terms of talking storyline and character work going on right now. Barely better than AEW. Uh, I think if they used them better, but, you know, they they put Alexa Bliss in a fatal four-way for a number one contender um, and, you know, had her do her storyline and then leave, right? And then you had Nikki Cross, and Nikki Cross is great. I love Nikki Cross. Um... But what story are they really telling with her right now? In the end, storyline-wise, they're really, really short. And when JLB brought up that his big complaint about AEW is they weren't bringing enough character and storyline, I would argue that both Raw and SmackDown are not bringing enough character and storyline. Yeah, that's that's a valid point, so you're right about that. So, yes, NXT is by far the pinnacle of it. In fact, if I were to go through... Uh, major brand women's divisions. I'd put NXT number one, Impact number two. Um, All right, Smack- ROH is really solid. <laughs> it's really solid, but they don't present it very well. No, they, they don't. They basically have it as its own spinoff. It's not really even part of their weekly show um, directly. They have Women of Honor as a separate show sort of a thing. Um, so I would put NXT one, Impact 2, probably SmackDown 3, AEW 4, Raw 5, and Ring of Honor is kind of a wild card that can be slotted wherever you decide. But that's my shimmer at number one. Well, NXT number two. Well, yeah, and I said I said major promotions and shimmer, unfortunately, for the vast majority of people out there have never watched a shimmer match. Um, but yeah, Shimmer definitely because <laughs> it's an entire you know, They match. don't sell. They don't tell good stories. They don't have TV. They're doing the impossible right now. But and they're and, doing it damn well. Anywho, enough of this. Uh, yeah, what's the rest? Discussion. What are you doing with Naomi and Naya? <laughs> um. Well, I mean, I I said not you. No, no, Jeremy. No, I said, I said, uh, uh, Naomi to Impact and Naya to ROH, unfortunately, because I just feel like Naomi, uh, they can maybe do something with Naomi there on Impact. Um, I don't know. She has to change up her gimmick, though. This whole global shit has to just stop and uh, she has to do something different. She has, she needs a complete uh, change up. Maybe even try making her heel or something, man. I don't know. Maybe she's a better heel than she's a face. Wouldn't but yeah. take. Well, you're Mr. Negative Nancy, so I wouldn't take your advice anyways. But yeah, maybe making her a face, a uh, heel. It's my story, and I'm uh, sticking to it. This chapter is closed. What if they made her a good wrestler? Again, they're not allowing her to do what she needs to do. Yeah, she can. I don't know, man. Like again, they don't have the time stone or the reality stone, so they can't do that. <laughs> wow, man! Uh, I don't know. There's something. Thanos, 
Burn. <laughs> Has she actually? Um, because like that's the thing. Do, do we know that she's been trained by somebody? Because they just take her from like a funkodactyl and then here put on some ring gear. Or has she been trained? Actually, they've uh, made the other Fungdactyl have a push first. I can't even remember her name. Uh, Cameron was her Cameron. name. And she, she now, got the first push of the two. She eventually just, was, what was it, double or nothing, wrestled in a in a match in AEW under a different right. name. I think it was double or nothing. Yeah. Um, according to Wikipedia, under Naomi, trained by... Florida Championship Wrestling. Oh. Uh, <laughs> doesn't even have a trainer listed. That's funny. That's Maybe they just, like, I don't know. Like, she's been there so long. Why hasn't she tried to be trained more to, you know, see what else, you know? Like, you, you have to put in your work, too, I guess, because you can't necessarily blame WWE if, you know, you're, you're not the greatest but again like i feel the only matches she's been in have been like fatal four ways and thing and that's because maybe they don't trust her as a single competitor and when she is a single competitor they don't put her in the ring for as long um so i just don't get why they haven't been at least training her she's been there so long why hasn't she like it's just so weird because i'm guessing that's the issue too like, yeah, she's flexible. Yeah, she can dance. She's acrobatic. Sure. Cool story. That doesn't necessarily make a, a good wrestler. You know what I mean? It didn't make Christy like, Hemme good. I, I think I can answer the um, why is she getting a push even though she hasn't trained? And why isn't she training? Um, uh, because they're giving her a push without uh, her training. But I can answer the whole question with one word. Anuai. Huh? That's it. She's married to a member of the Anawaii fan family. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, yeah, but she hasn't gotten a push so long before that, though. Like, that's not even a thing. Um, what was the excuse before? She was still married to him. Um, I just don't get... Or even why her husband would say, like, yo, my family have a long list of great wrestlers. Like, let me get you in the ring and, fuck it, and train you, you know? Oh, um, I guess. Sorry? You started with the word fuck there for a second, so uh, maybe you were suggesting that they had sex in the ring. Some, some wrestling training sex sesh. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like, I just don't get why she hasn't been or why, uh, I don't know if it's Jimmy or Jay, haven't told her, like, yo, let's let's get you in a ring. Let's train you up. Let's, you know, like... Because she's very flexible and all that and acrobatic. So, you know, giving her at least a decent style set uh, of in-ring abilities can potentially help her. But if she's gotten no training, then what is she going to do? Uh, again, Anawaii. Here's here's the, the stats, right? She was uh, in the Funkadactyls up until 2014. Uh, and then she left the Funkadactyls and came to the... Uh, main roster um, during the women's revolution era in 2014. Do you know what else also happened in 2014? Mm. That's when she married Jimmy Uso. Mm. So she went up from a gimmick in the Funkadactyls to a main roster feud right it's, after getting but... married. I would argue that that right there is an example of an unnecessary push 
that came her way right after she became an Anawaii. Yeah, I guess so. Fine. That makes complete sense then. And then eventually she won the SmackDown Women's Championship and then won it again. Um, then Uso was on their S list where they've been getting into so much trouble. They weren't doing anything with the Usos. Same thing happened with What's Her Face, with Naomi. And um, yeah, I guess that's it there. But I don't know. But, I mean, like, he, here's the deal is that they're not pushing her. Like, you obviously know the reasons. You know what she's capable of in the ring. Just because you're an Anawaii. Like, whatever. At the same time, like, okay, listen. Hey, sweetheart, maybe you can get uh, a huge push. Let's let's work on your mic skills together. I want to see you succeed. I want to, you know, like, I don't know. I get maybe they're all busy so, or whatever have you, but. So here's where we come into the business side of things. Um, you don't actually get paid more if you're the champion, right? Not in I mean, a real standpoint, right? If like you're a big thing? draw, you eventually can, can get paid more. Okay. Yeah. But you don't That's get paid saying, more. Though because you're the champion so she is getting paid the same now as she would have been getting paid if she put a whole lot of work and effort into training up her skills Mm -hmm. so why put a whole lot of extra effort into training up her skills if she's already getting paid the same because i imagine if she does become champion you do technically get a little little bonus and stuff like that because you're on more magazines you're on this you're like the face no if you're a draw you're on more magazines if you're a draw exactly and i don't think i don't think her getting better in the ring would make her more of a draw she draws a six-time six-time wwe champion stone cold steve austin seven-time wwe champion dwayne the rock johnson 14-time wwe champion triple h who's got more magazine covers uh austin or the rock yeah it's the amount of draw you have not the amount of championships you have now i under the same token your draw depends on who you're facing the reason hbk and brett were great is because they were great with each other in the ring the reason stone cold and the rock were great is because they were great with the other people that were in the ring with them at the same time the reason stephen richards is never going to be a draw is because he though he puts on good matches he's not really super hateable and he's not really super lovable he doesn't have either side of that triple h is super hateable very hateable and that's really what it comes down to for naomi is her getting better in the ring isn't going to increase her draw she draws the same now as she probably ever will because she draws based on a personality not in ring skill but so so in that respect why go get trained up more if you're gonna draw the same right right yeah that's fair but good analysis there guys but anyways that turned into about a 20 minute shit on naomi segment um shit though see you guys at least went through it as opposed to just uh doing snarky comments i actually appreciated that 20 minutes i have naomi because guys say it with me hashtag naomi deserves better but i guess according with this conversation um this is why she doesn't either way the hashtag is trendy and catchy and i will still support it moving forward hashtag and hawaii wives matter oh snap (laughs) and on that note (laughs) 
I'm going to go ahead and say to follow us on our social <laughs> medias. You can follow me on Facebook or the show on Facebook, the Raw and Order WBU page there. You can follow me on Twitter at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe. By the way, The Rock's wife is an Anna Y.E. wife or ex-wife mm-hmm. who now owns the XFL. Yes. So that's an Anna Y.E. wife that matters. Mm-hmm. And his new wife is also an Anna Y.E. wife that wife. Matters. matters. To him, at least. Hey, um, <laughs> man, she survived COVID along with the Rock's whole family. So, uh, you know, kudos to them. Uh, they got through that, and that was a touching story there. But yes. And they helped the XFO survive COVID. Yep. Yep. Straight up. In, in a way. I mean, no way. we really still do don't anything. know if he's going to actually do I. He says he's going to do something with it, but there, there have been a lot of people who have said they're going to do a... Uh, NFL alternative that have never actually produced a product. Yeah, it's so much work. He's just going to end up selling it again because of the name factor. Mm-hmm. It's just he got it for dirt cheap. So. If, if yeah. you treat it like a, if you treat it like a minor league, I think you can pull it off. Mm-hmm. There are lots of ways. He's just a partial owner. He doesn't run it. His ex-wife does. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. production partners. They own yeah. the production company together. But here's here's what it comes Jesus down to is you. yeah. Uh, they're going to have to do it in a totally different vein than Vince was trying to do it. Vince was trying to make it a competitor, and like you say, what you really got to pitch it as is is a, a farm league, you know. Um, or, or you go a different way entirely, and you say this isn't going to be a league at all. This is going to be uh, the XFL training facility where uh, if you you know, um, didn't get drafted, you can come train with the XFL for a second shot sort of a thing and make it not actually a televised product, but more like a power plant or a performance center sort of a thing. Um, Well, you'd almost want a contract with the NFL for that. uh Hey, if anyone could get some sort of contract with the NFL, it'd be Hollywood's highest paid Johnson. Um, anyways, uh, I don't remember if you said where they can follow you, but it doesn't matter. You never post anyways. Um, you can follow <laughs> JLB at JLE420. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. Uh, there's an there's a, there's an Instagram. I never, I never mentioned that, but it's Real Talk Radio online on Insta. Um, anchor.fm slash RTR. That's where you can get all of the podcasts, whether you like your apples or you like your Spotify's or title. I don't think it's on title, but either way, a lot of streams there. You can check that out at anchor.fm slash RTR. Uh, a website that still hasn't been updated, probably won't be for quite some time. Still going to promote it because I bought the dot online for it. So realtalkradio.online. Um, and uh, yeah, just if you want to see how a basic site looks like, you can look there and just see, oh, that's how they do it. Um, Geo Cities. I don't think that's a thing anymore. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess that's Sparks is looking it up. Oh my gosh, Sparks is looking it up. <laughs> I don't need to. I know it's not still active. I, I, I tried to update my own Geo Cities a few months ago and turned out it's not there anymore. 
<laughs> Anyways, you can subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you listen to podcasts on. Um, there's going to be a like, follow, or a, a subscribe button somewhere there so that you get notified as soon as we post new episodes. Um, you can also review us on Apple Podcasts. The reviews there, the five-star reviews give um, a huge weight in their algorithm of recommending. So it's a great way to support us. Just go to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, just like the number of aneurysms Cornette had while watching Double or Nothing. Or I've got a new one. Oh, boy. Just like the number of aneurysms Cornette had when seeing the new name for the Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela tag team in AEW. Oh, what was it? According to Joey Janela, he got permission from them uh, to be the new, new Midnight Express. The new, new Midnight Express. <laughs> um, and Cornette is not happy about that. Um... <laughs> As you can probably guess, because uh, the Midnight Express was managed by Cornette. Oh, right. Yeah. And so uh, I think Cornette's already uh, filed a cease and desist against them for it. But but I like there the was, new there was, Midnight There was never a black guy in the Midnight Express or a gay guy. Now there is. Or a flippy <laughs> so anyway, uh, you can also find our Wix site, which kind of like JLB's site uh, hasn't been updated recently. So, yeah, my bad there. Uh, but it's in the pin feed or in the show doobly-doos. Um, you can also find uh, us on our merch store, shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU. Pick, uh, pick up one of those not a cop shirts there. Um, kind of a, a good message to have when you're out and about right now, because uh, there you go. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, wow. This is probably our least PC episode of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah, we passed that PC when I decided to talk about cock all night. So. Um, and then, of course, we got our patreon.com slash raw and order WBU, where you can support us there and get access to our Discord server and a bunch of other sweet perks there. So, But on that note, I think we will close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. And um, hopefully we don't just get absolutely banned from all platforms for this episode. <laughs> yeah. I did want to say, though. When you're doing your Apple review, remember what your grandma said. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Say it all. If you can't give five stars, don't give any stars. <laughs> but on that note, we will close the book. Thank you all for listening. We will see you all soon. Hey. Hey.